Always great to catch up with these guys. New album from Arkells out this Friday. It's called Laundry Pile. We've got Max and Nick from the band joining us. Fellas, welcome to the program. Thank hey. you for having us. When do Arkells get to rest, is my question. <laughs> Blink Twice came out last year, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Max has a rule where uh, if somebody golfs more than twice... In a, in a week, <laughs> he puts us back to work. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a strike while the iron's hot kind of situation for you guys, or are the creative juices just flowing? You know, I think if we were making another kind of peppy, anthemic rock record, we, we probably wouldn't be in a rush to put it, anything out, because um, we have a lot of those kinds of songs. But in January, the band got together, and just to kind of hang out, and we kind of very casually work on some material. And kind of before we knew it, we we realized that we had this whole record of very kind of quiet acoustic music that felt like one cohesive thing. So we're like, oh, you know, it's kind of nice to document this old chapter for us. So uh, let let's get to work and figure out how to put it out. And that's kind of how it came together. But it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened if it didn't feel like it, it should happen, which is kind of the the way the winds were blowing. So fans can expect something a little more mellow, subdued than some of the, the, the bigger anthems that you guys have put out over the last couple of years? Yeah, hopefully it's just like a, a record that'll keep you company. You know, like Beck, for instance, like I love Beck. He's got a really like eclectic sound, but my favorite Beck record might be Sea Change, which is sort of his mm-hmm. more stripped down like breakup record. Oh, yeah. So... You know, like I, I don't know. I just think there's something about singer-songwriter music that is just very cool and comforting that you can just kind of put it on when you're having your coffee in the morning, and it just kind of keeps you company during those more quiet moments around the house. And the title of the album, Laundry Pile. Uh, what's the reference there? It was a title track, and I like a laundry pile because it's you're kind of looking at it, and you're like, is it is that clean laundry or is that dirty laundry, or did the dirty stuff get in with the clean? <laughs> and there's some unmentionables in there, and it's sort of personal, and sometimes you have to smell it, and you're yeah. like, okay. The old sniff know, test. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is this... <laughs> and I don't know, I think for a record that um, takes place around the house, uh, I think that's uh, a good a good metaphor for a lot of things. Are you guys in charge of laundry at home? Nick, I can't remember. Do you have any kids? No, I, I don't have kids, but I, I do do laundry. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kids' laundry is different than no kids' laundry, yeah. I'll tell you that. I've heard. <laughs> Max, I've heard. <laughs> Max, what about you? I know you got a lot of vintage clothing, your, your old uh, uh, Skydome t-shirts and Toronto Blue Jays uh-huh. stuff. Do you, uh, you, look, you seem like a guy who would separate the whites from the darks and take a little time when he does laundry. No, I'm, I'm, I could care less. <laughs> what about those epic jackets you wear? They don't look lo- easily launderable that you wear at your shows with the frills on them. You got to take extra. dry cleaner for sure. Yeah, you know, you know what it is. No, I'll I just spray them with Febreze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, people, people think I'm this amazing like vintage like hunter. Uh, you know, like that I'm always just like on the hunt for like the next amazing piece. The reality is, I kind of hate going to vintage stores because you know it's, it takes a lot of patience and that I and I don't have that. So people though just send me stuff. 
People are like, Max, I saw this jacket. I thought of you. Like random people send me awesome stuff all the time. Uh, and so I'm, I'm not really that precious about anything because I know there's probably something else good coming in the mail. That's amazing. Something that separates Arkells <laughs> from other bands is how you engage with your fans as well. And today, if Arkells fans want to head downtown Toronto, they can meet you at the laundromat for the, the One Spin album release. Tell us about that. We're going to have 12 t-shirts. 11 t-shirts? 10. 10 t-shirts? Mm-hmm. 10 oh, okay. t-shirts. I thought there was two greatest hits options. Uh, <laughs> no, so there's 10 songs on the new album, and we're going to have 10 t-shirts, uh, each with a different song. The fans are going to pick one of the shirts at random, and then we're going to play that song for them. Uh, so they'll get a live look at one of the songs on the new album. It's uh, 180 Ossington? 180 Ossington yeah. in a laundromat, and we'll probably do groups of like 15 to 20 at a time. So basically, it'll be like kind of art gallery sh- showing. It's like, come on in, hear one song. Pick up the vinyl, get the hell out. And <laughs> Free Tide next. Pod. Yeah. And then the next group will be there. Yeah. We're, so we're doing that on uh, Wednesday, yeah, Toronto, uh, two to five, and then on Friday in Hamilton. Same thing. People have to bring quarters or anything, or it's all free? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, you got to pick up the vinyl, but uh, otherwise. Uh, are there going to be people doing laundry in the background who have no <laughs> idea this is going on? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Real authentic. Throw some shoes in yeah, there, get yeah. some extra percussion going while you guys are performing. Laundry <laughs> match used to actually kind of be romantic. Like in the 90s, there was always episodes of like Seinfeld and Friends where people would meet and hook up at the laundry Laundry mats are great. Yeah. I still yeah. find them to be kind of romantic. They always have this old, cool vintage look to them as well. Yeah, I, I dig it. They well, close too early, though. Like, they always close two hours earlier than you want, and you're like, you put your laundry in, you mm-hmm. go to, like, a bar to do something, you get <laughs> something. lose track of time, and you're like, oh, no, I forgot my laundry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if everyone goes to the bar while they're closer in the laundromat, but uh, it definitely passes the time, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations on having your, one of your songs featured in the latest Adam Sandler movie. What Was mm-hmm. it Past Life that was in there? Yeah, it's a pivotal scene when uh, she finds out her friend is kissing the other boy. It's a, it's a big deal. So that song, Past Life, has connected you now to two Saturday Night Live alumni. You had Will Forte in the video, uh, Sandler's mm-hmm. new movie. Which Saturday Night Live alum would you like to work Ooh. with next given the opportunity guys can i say two sure yeah. tina fey or will ferrell like like yeah. when i was like, growing up those were probably like the that's probably my favorites. answer too oh god there's so many good ones though yeah, yeah but i'm gonna go with will ferrell and tina fey too our cal's out on tour this fall you're making some stops in the taz and jim listening area november 9th guelph november 10th st Catharines, november 11th in peterborough was that a conscious decision to go to some towns that you haven't been to in a while yeah, the last time we played those places was 2019. And yeah, I think like the shows are almost sold out already. Um, I think there's maybe a couple tickets left in Peterborough, maybe St. Catharines. I think Guelph's clean. Yeah, and like, you know, these are places that we, like, Nick, where is the first place we ever played in Guelph? Like, it's kind oh, of fun to think about, like, yeah. the first E-bar, place. E-Bar, maybe? E-Bar, or, or no, Jimmy Jazz. Jimmy Jazz, yeah. I think we played <laughs> Jimmy in St. Catharines. Oh, yeah. Do you remember in St. Catharines? We played like nobody showed up. Oh yeah. And then as a protest, a yeah, it was a brewery, and so no one showed up. 
and so the promoter was like, we're not going to pay you, which he was going to pay us like f- literally $50, yeah. so it didn't matter. <laughs> but as a protest, we played with our shirts off. I think it was the first we and last time we've ever played with our, our shirts off. <laughs> and then Mike's mom yeah. drove us home. <laughs> yeah, and they said they used that as a reason why they weren't playing us. Yeah. Paying us. They're like, your mom's driving you home. Yeah, your mom's driving you home. Why do you need the gas money? Like, <laughs> it's not about <laughs> the overhead. Yeah. Principle. As we're taking our shirts off. This is on principle. <laughs> well, I, I think when you're in St. Catharines on November 10th, uh, you got to take your shirts off again, fellas, for old times' sake. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who got the last laugh now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> buddy? <laughs> I intentionally didn't say where that was, oh. but I, I remember. You remember? Oh, yeah. Is this still around? I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll leave him out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, after that story of uh, you guys showing some skin, perfect opportunity to get into the first single off the new album, Laundry Pile. The title is Skin. Tell us about it. Yeah, Skin's probably the peppiest one on the record. And we were kind of going for that kind of California, Jackson Brown, kind of Eagles sort of vibe. War on Drugs, though, too. A little Tom Petty, a little Bruce Springsteen. Like, just those kind of classic 70s, 80s references. And, um, yeah, I think it was one of the first songs we jammed. And it kind of came together pretty quickly. You know, I think it was because on the first couple of days, stuff sounded pretty good already. So I was like, can we just hit record, please? And I think the guys were like, are we really doing this? Are we, or do we have to record right now? I'm like, no, it sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> if Max had his way, we'd just have, we just release iPhone recordings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The I think fans it sounds would love good. that. Yeah. Everything. People will get it. Yeah. Yeah. Lo-fi, it's cool. Yeah. Nick, Max, always a pleasure. Thank you so much Thanks for having us. us. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, this, is a, this is a story that deserves a kudos here. Big uh, Taz and Jim kudos going out to kudos. a... 61-year-old man in Northern California. So he's on his property. He notices a trespasser, confronts the guy, and the 61-year-old man got stabbed in the back by a 33-year-old guy named Andrew Dixon who was trespassing on his property. So the homeowner uh, starts freaking out. He reaches over his shoulder pulls the knife out of his back and ends up stabbing the trespasser with his own knife. Love it. <laughs> Badass. And terrifying for the trespasser yeah. as you're fighting the Terminator. Once you see that knife get pulled out of, you know it's over yeah. for you. What are you going to do, punch him? <laughs> you're, you, you, I'm in trouble now. This guy just, he reached over his shoulder. He slowly, I'm, I'm, Assuming he made eye contact as he slowly pulled the knife yep. out of his own back. Then lick the blade. <laughs> and then said, yummy. We're thinking about getting stabbed is I always hear it doesn't hurt right away. Like you don't even feel it, you know, because your yeah. adrenaline's pumping and it, if it doesn't hit a major organ or something like that, it's like, it feels like a punch almost. I've heard that too. Like yeah. you, you don't realize you've been stabbed until you see the blood in some cases, yeah, right? Confused, yeah. And then you're like, okay, to the hospital we go. So he stabbed the trespasser. He used the knife, to, the knife to subdue the guy until the cops got there. Good news is neither suffered life-threatening injuries, and Andrew, the trespasser, was arrested for assault 
elder abuse wow. and attempted murder. He stabbed the wrong 61-year-old. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, Jim, it just dawned on me that we never checked in to see how much Jack White's Tesla sold for. Jack White... <laughs> From the White Stripes, obviously, was having a uh, an online garage sale earlier in the summer, and one of the items he was selling was his 2013 used Tesla Model S. This was Jack White's daily driver, hmm. what he'd be cruising around in uh, to and from the studio. Third Man Records ended up going for thirty four thousand dollars U.S. Not crazy. I mean, it's not a classic car yet, so it's not like its value is shot up or anything. It's essentially a used car owned by Jack White, but affordable. Yeah. Started to show some wear. A couple dings in the uh, exterior. A little tear in the in the leather seat in on the driver's side. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get you to and fro, though. Yeah. I do and- wonder if these cars will end up at classic car shows or if classic car guys have any interest in electric cars because they love tinkering on the engines, which you can't do on the cl- on the electric cars. You can say you're driving Jack White's uh, Tesla. Uh, my son is obsessed with Teslas for some is reason. He? Did you Have you heard uh, Tickle Me Tesla? It's no. The, I think it's the new punch buggy. You know when you used to see a Volkswagen bug on the oh, roads yeah, and you do punch buggy? You would just heave on your siblings, eh? <laughs> it was an excuse yeah. to unleash haymakers in the backseat of the car if you're on a road trip. Yeah, and it was like legally binding. Punch buggy, blow! Yeah. And they punch you back? You can't use the same buggy! No punch backs. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this, this uh, Tickle Me Tesla thing is meant to soften that you know we are living in a softer age sure sure so it's the same concept you tickle somebody you see a uh a tesla on the road and it's tickle me tesla i'd rather be punched i think it scares the hell out of me still i'm driving the car and my son reaches from the back seat tickle me tesla i'm like (laughs) jeez leave me what a (laughs) trying to focus here (laughs) but if you see jack white's car driving around start tickling (laughs) $34,000 is what somebody paid for his 2013 Tesla Model S performance. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is a, uh, a fan who took it to a whole Nava level <laughs> in Buffalo over the weekend. Big Bills fan. Mm-hmm. May have got a little carried away. He had quite the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> what a day. Now remember, this is this is a this is an afternoon football game. And this guy ended up having to be rescued after being found naked, full of LSD, cocaine, and marijuana, covered in feces. Uh-oh. And fallen down a hole where they're building the new stadium in Buffalo. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is rough. Quite the combo. Yeah. I like how they even put marijuana in there, like it even matters. Cocaine and LSD. Oh, yeah, a little marijuana sprinkled in there just for yeah. good measure. To calm him down. He had two beers. <laughs> and a Tylenol. <laughs> and he was also on LSD and cocaine. Ah, I wonder heroin. what caused him to make the bad decisions. <laughs> It was a combo deal for yeah. sure. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what happened here. The, the guy was found uh, down in a hole. 
Uh, he was covered in uh, like waste from a porta potty. Good lord! I don't know if he rode the porta potty down into the hole or because <laughs> sometimes if he you was jump a fence, beforehand. you don't see what's on the other side. You land on top of a porta potty, like if you're jumping blind. He was running from security when he jumped the fence mm. into the construction area where uh, where they're building the new stadium. There are plenty of signs that warn people that it could be dangerous on the other side of the fence. Please don't go in here. Uh, however, we've got the uh, the sheriff, John Garcia, in Buffalo talking about how um, he didn't pay attention to those signs. When you're taking LSD and cocaine and marijuana, you're going to not read the signs. You're not going to read any. You wouldn't be in a porta potty jumping inside it, covering yourself with human excrement you wouldn't be doing that this is a very isolated issue (laughs) covered himself so was he digging in there like thinking that he was putting on war paint or something it sounds like the end of predator where he covers himself (laughs) completely in mud (laughs) to hide he was so high he thought the predator was after him (laughs) By the way, scaling a fence naked as a man is asking for trouble. Like, forget oh, about yeah. the porta potty. Like, if it's a chain link fence with that thing at the top of it, where it's you yeah. know, almost serrated, my god! Even wood panel. There's, there's oh a slot that gets slips down. Yeah, there's there's little gaps you could get caught in. Going over the top is the riskiest yeah, part. That right? transition, yeah. Whew. But if you're lubricated in human excrement, wow. I'm sure it helps. <laughs> Nothing can stop you now. Time for sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. Fans behaving badly. I know, Dev, you're feeling a little left out because we couldn't resist. We had to talk earlier in the show about the uh, Buffalo Bills fan <laughs> who was high on LSD, cocaine, marijuana, ended up covered in human excrement, buck naked, and fell down a hole where they're building the new stadium for the Bills. Sounds like a great Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Sunday afternoon, Dad. The Lord's Day, obviously. <laughs> he put on his Sunday best. <laughs> <laughs> Making mom proud, yeah, going back yeah. to another roast beef dinner. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, hopefully this doesn't catch on, as I said earlier, with Buffalo Bills fans, because they are crazy, and once, you know, there at some point there had to be the first guy to jump through a table, right? Yeah, but then there also had to be a thousand people saying, hey, that looks like a good idea. <laughs> Does this? Maybe. He is a mascot now. Bills fans don't need another thing. Just stick with the tables and slam each other through the tables, which I don't know what happens to the tables after they get slammed through. Like, is there just like a great table graveyard somewhere in yeah. Buffalo? I hope so. Some sort of recycling program, I hope. The the table repair guy in <laughs> Buffalo has never been making more money. <laughs> this is a more serious story. A Patriots fan dead after an apparent altercation with a Dolphins fan this weekend. I hate this. Like when uh, things get out of hand, I, I do enjoy like a fight, a fair fight in the stands. But when, you know, you got... Uh, a number of fans teaming up on, you know, ganging up on one guy. It's uh, it's not cool. I don't like those fights because it's never a fair fight. Like all these videos on YouTube, because one guy's always elevated, and it's it the always seems like a one sided fight, and somebody's always, ugh, just like watching like a a guy who can't fight getting punched in the face repeatedly it makes my stomach turn. Why, when you're in you know enemy territory, I mean, it's it's you should be allowed to you know 
taunt the other team and every wear your jersey and stuff. But also, you gotta you know. You shouldn't in. fear yeah. for your life. You I feel fear, like it's you, ramping up yeah. too. Uh, Patriots put out a statement. We're heartbroken to learn of the tragic passing of Dale Mooney, a lifelong Patriots fan and a 30-year season ticket member who died while attending last Sunday night's Patriots game. We will continue to work with local authorities to to assist them with their ongoing investigation. So they are uh, trying to put the pieces together and figure out exactly what happened to this guy. You were saying a soccer fan got stabbed recently. Yeah, so I'm a Newcastle United fan. Newcastle's in the Champions League for the first time in 20 years. Uh, They were in uh, Milan yesterday playing AC Milan. uh, Tied nil-nil was the final, but in in advance of the game, you had all these fans traveling over. A Newcastle fan got stabbed in in Italy. Jeez. Just like, but like, which is, again, like all for what? what is you going know, on? Like, it's so stupid. Also, you, I mean, you know, so you, you have a 30 year Didn't he get stabbed before the game he even got started? Before the Imagine game you even travel, started. you don't even get to but, see the game. I mean, and you Newcastle get fans were, were, they were loud, like they were like making their presence felt, which doesn't mean they deserve anything other than people telling them to be quiet, maybe. But you've got like a 30 year, you know, season ticket holder loses his life. You have a person who goes, you know, on a, spends thousands of money, thousands of dollars to go on a trip to Italy to support your team and before the game even happens, you get stabbed. Like this is it's sports. It's Be- still sports. Before game soccer games, though, it's like a different tradition. In Euro Cup, I was uh, twenty sixteen there with a buddy, and we were on the street at like a cafe having a beer, and all of a sudden we hear like banging, almost like a stick on a garbage can lid or something like that. Oh yeah! And we look to our left. There is all guys with white and red shirts on from Croatia, and I mean like. A thousand people. It's and gangs of New York. That's exactly. Basically. And then so then and then we're like, wait. And then we look over our other shoulder, and now it's the Switzerland guys. coming the other down now, the other it, street. It didn't turn into a fight. Like it was just like a, a ceremonial march. But you could just see the looks on their faces. That if anybody did something wrong, a brawl could just. It's like a. It's a tinderbox. It is a tinderbox, but it's also like there are fans who see this as their job, right? To like be like. Oh the, yeah, they be, think they're part of the team. They think they're part of the team. It's their job to intimidate the other fans. No, you can't come in to our arena and our place and make your presence felt. We're we're like they're the bodyguards for the team. Maybe this Buffalo Bills fan has come up with an idea here. He's on to something. If you strip down buck naked, cover yourself in human excrement from a porta potty <laughs> <laughs> the opposing team's fans aren't coming anywhere near yeah. you. The best offense, strong defense. <laughs> You're going to be safe. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Are people still sending D-picks? Uh, I believe so. As long as cameras have, uh, or phones have cameras, I think D-picks will live on. There's a new feature with uh, the iPhone operating system, iOS 17 came out this week and there is a uh, an update that lets you avoid unwanted nude text messages hmm. it's called sensitive content warning if you upgrade to the new operating system you can turn this on uh, if somebody sends you a picture of their junk it still comes through on your phone, but it blurs it out and says, this may be sensitive. So if you want to see it... Like some tweets do. Yes. If you want to see it, you have to click on the picture to unblurify it. Interesting. So I'm assuming an AI program scans it, looks for a pattern. A lot of flesh here. Yeah. But what if you're like posting like barbecue pics? 
and you go hot dogs or sauce. Like, I wonder how accurate it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'd be funny to purple? test out. Are they purple? Well, they're hot phallic dogs? as hell. Like, let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's not going to click it, though? That's the thing. It's like... You're, the curiosity would kill right. you. Right. You got to know. You want to know what it is. Even if it's unwanted, you're like, I got to make sure that before I get angry at this person for sending me this picture, uh-huh. I need to know exactly what they're sending me. Yeah, exactly. Unless... Now, this is weird. Unless it's like... I've heard horror stories where a family member texts the wrong number. And so if you see one coming yeah. in from like a cousin or something like that, then you're like, okay, wait, did you mean to send this to me? Or if you're being harassed by a total creep, yeah, right? Then, then it would be a great feature for you. Now, on the other side of D-Picks, now I'm not encouraging this, but I, I, have, I haven't brought this up to you yet, Taz, but remember on in, in uh, Goderich when somebody took a picture and said, hey, if you use the .5 thing, everybody looks thinner and taller. Yes. So if you did the opposite and did 1.5 <laughs> different aspect ratio <laughs> to make it to make more. it longer and thicker. I'm saying this isn't fair. No, there's technology out there that can do uh, a lot of different things. I, I don't know if this is the solution though. I think instead of blurring the pictures, they should uh, put fun filters on it. <laughs> you know like like Instagram filters. Sure, so like a bowler hat and a monocle. Right. If someone sends you an unwanted D pick, they yeah. uh, they make it look like a cartoon elephant sure. or, a, or a dash hound. You yeah, know, yeah, wiener yeah, dog. Wiener look dog, at yeah. that cute little wiener dog. <laughs> sticking its, <laughs> sticking was, its tongue out. That's got to be happening. There's got to be filters people are using for that. Sunglasses and laser beams. Uh. <laughs> A rocket ship. (laughs) But if this is something you're concerned about, iOS 17, download Mm. the update and turn on the sensitive content warning feature.